This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. See what it's all about. Join it. If we want to try to stop the toppling of the republic and uh, the new world order, having America part of it. We were going to continue. I have apostolic leader with me, Don Beasley. We were going to talk about the decline of America. We we started it, but we're there's so much to it. But Apostle Beasley, I believe that uh, uh, this is also part of the decline of America. What is actually going on even with rallies, rallies across America, uh, Americans that came here from over in the Middle East, yet they are rallying for Hamas. Uh, they're celebrating that Hamas attacked Israel uh, on October 7, 2023, beheaded babies, raped many, many women, killed over 1,400 Israelis, over 200 hostages taken back, to the Gaza, and they're celebrating it. I think this also reflects the decline of America. Apostle Beasley? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, it's absolutely amazing, you know, but people that have been in the know have been sounding the alarm for the last 40 years that this was coming. It's not hard to figure it out now uh, that when you look back on, on what's happened, all of a sudden McCarthy doesn't look too bad now. <laughs> he kind of might have knew what he was talking about. When he was talking about this, but I mean, this is in the heels of, again, if you go back and you look on the heels of World War II and the Spanish flu, millions of people died and people were very disappointed and depressed about their whole utopian idea they had going on then. And when Hitler took over in Germany, there was a radical group of people at a school called the Frankfurt School, and he kicked them all out of the country and they all came to America. Herbert Marcuse was one of them. He went to Columbia University. And he taught in every one of our major universities since since that time, and he was teaching these radical, he was teaching radical forms of, um, of socialism and communism, uh, Marxist stuff back then in our schools. He's been there ever since. So it doesn't matter whether a person is a Democrat or a Republican or whatever. They've been trained in this stuff in these schools, and uh, to some extent. And so we were real mess to, to root this out of our system. I don't know. At the first of the year, when things went bad with the election, I prayed because I told God, I just said, you know, I, I was sure this amount of pain would cause people to change their mind. And they voted in more Democrats, more people that were spouting this nonsense. And when I prayed about it, the Lord just said, he said, you know, the problem is people haven't heard enough yet, but they're going to. Well, that's for sure. Uh, the science of judgment always happens as one continues to run away and violate the, the word of God as that cup of iniquity continues to overflow, then uh, certain, if we want to say pain, judgment happens. The rise and fall of nations. Again, the book I wrote, The Science of Judgment. But uh, I'll tell you, all through America, again, we're seeing rallies right now. Americans pro-Hamas celebrating and giving excuses and saying uh, that they don't want two states. We want 1948. Long live Infidata. 
and uh, they would erase the state of Israel and its people. They go on and on. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And, you know, that saying has been there for a long time, Arafat and others. And uh, in other words, no Jew, no Israel state, uh, gone. And that's what Hamas actually in its charter is. It's a terrorist organization that will not be satisfied until Israel is wiped off the face of the math map right into the sea. Mm-hmm. Don? Yeah, I, I agree. This is uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I watch on television in absolute disbelief. If I see uh, these people doing this and then nobody's doing it. I mean, nobody wants it. If they do come against it, it's so soft that you can't really tell if they're coming against it or not. I mean, they're trying to ride the down the line and it's it's a tough situation right now because you're absolutely right uh hamas and, and not just hamas there's more than just hamas there's you know you have hezbollah in the north and you have all these other groups you know in the west bank and different ones and they're like you say it's you know the eradication of the jews and that's such a demonic thing from its very um incessance is it's demonic from the core and it's being lived out in our our time and and, and the levels that things are being lived out right now before us, there's no way anyone can look at this and not say we're living in very significant times because there's no way to put the genie back in the box now. I mean, the, the genie's out of the box. Kirkland, Washington. This is uh, right where I live, 45 minutes from here. And they had a rally, Hamas rally in support of Hamas. So, I mean, what about Chicago where you are in Illinois? They had a ter- they had a humongous riot. <laughs> it turned into a riot this over the weekend and this stuff. And they're doing it right now. There's thousands of people out, you know, in these um, schools and colleges down there that are walking through the streets, carrying banners and signs and whatever in support of Hamas. It's um, it's unbelievable. A matter of fact, they we've been told here, you know, don't even go downtown Chicago. It's too dangerous to go down there. I mean, it's been dangerous to go to Chicago for a long time, but for different reasons. But now it's very dangerous because if they got wind that you were a Christian or that you supported Jews, I mean, I see Jews on television and they're very nervous. And I think they should be nervous because I I don't know, even in our country, our people that say they support them or whatever, the support is soft. And as soon as the the political, I mean, this, this definitely has a political expiration date on it as far as support for Israel. And I don't think the expiration date for it's very long. And I, I look at that and I think, you know, when 9-11 happened, what would America do? Anybody in America would have done if somebody tells us, we're going to tell you what you can do and how much you can do and when you can do it. We'd have told them where to get off. And now all of a sudden, you know, what they had done. I mean, can you imagine if when 9-11 happened, if they would have killed women, cut babies out of their wounds, beheaded them and burned them alive, you know? It w- there would be. I just don't even understand the, the the mindset, but it's been created in these in these high levels of higher ed- education and academia, and they've been distrained this way for so long that they don't have any. They they have no sense about what they're saying at all. You can't talk to them. Uh, they just you know they they just go berserk, start screaming. They almost act like terrorists themselves. Well, basically, I, I know that I believe all through America we have now terrorist cells waiting to explode. Joe Biden with his uh, allowing this this legal uh, invasion of America across the borders, 
certainly. You got a lot of terrorists that are coming across too, and they're just waiting to uh, ignite blood all through America. I believe that. I, I believe it as well. You know, and I think that the reason that there's people that are allowing this to go on, and they are allowing it to go on, there's no doubt about it. You know, you go back and you look in the. Let me. See, I'm going to get the date here. I got this right here. Um, there was a book written in 1958 called The Naked Communist. And they had 45 goals for the overthrow of America in that book. And uh, and so when you look at this, it says socialism is the bridge between capitalism and communism. And the major difference is socialism and communism is the method of takeover. Socialism and progressivism believes that it can centralize all control of the individual land and industry by peaceful and gradual legislation, whereas communists seeks a violent final confrontation to eliminate all dissension to achieve its utopian goal of a stateless and classless society. And so I think that where we're at right now, there's people in power that are using this for this ultimate purpose of the complete overthrow of the United States. And so they're using it for their this whole idea of this one world system. It just happens to serve them well. And I warn people all the time, you need to go back and look at Mussolini and all these guys who did this kind of nonsense, Hitler and all that. As soon as the people they use to get what they want are no longer valuable, they kill them all. And so I, I, we're, we're, at a, we're at a dangerous place in America. I don't think people realize how dangerous it is. I'm teaching believers, you know, that one of the problems is that we've been taught this escapism theology that we're not going to have any problems. We're not going to go through any tribulation or anything else like that. And so the church is completely unprepared for what we're heading into. Oh. But we're heading into it, and we're not going to not head into it. We're headed into it. Yeah, totally. And I, I agree with you. They're totally unprepared. Even spiritually, they're just totally unprepared. And uh, then you get this other this other view on eschatology that it could be another thousand years, two thousand years. Actually, we're going to win the world before Jesus returns. Man, I, I don't know what Bible they're reading, Don. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I know that. They're all into this dominion stuff. I mean, there is dominion, but they have it completely messed up here. I don't know how they just did something messed that up there. And the dominion or whatever, but it's really, um, it's baffling to me when I, I, I listen to these people. I just don't listen to them anymore. I just, they're crazy. I mean, they're just, that's what happens. And that's what, in America, we have become incredibly soft because we have this escapism mentality. Basically, it's just, we want our comfort. Give me my whatever we want. And I think now we're beginning to, to really realize the danger of what they've done in the, in the DS, how they've just absolutely in toxic masculinity and taken it away. The reality is, is there's going to be patriarchal leadership in the, in the world. The question is what patriarchs are going to be righteous patriarchs are going to be un, unrighteous patriarchs, but it's going to be ruled by men. And it's being that way right now, but we need to raise up, Right now, I have our men coming together, and I'm just telling them right now, you need to know how to be men because men are the answer to this. And so we need to – what happened is is there's a couple of spirits that have gone by. So you have the – throughout the Bible, what they do to, to men is the first thing they try to do is they try to capture the, the, the male spirit by doing that. They they have all kinds of ways to do that. You see, that's what happened when they – in the captivities of Israel, they always try to do away with the male until they, they, finally – they would actually, and if they couldn't 
If they couldn't capture their spirit, then they would pacify their spirit with all kinds of stuff. And today we do it through, you know, we have all this stuff going on through pornography to gaming to whatever. And so men, they use their whole spirit of domination in, in some virtual reality that's not even real while they walk in in complete submission and everything else that they're doing. And then when that doesn't work, then they kill them. They start murdering them or whatever. And I mean, we've experienced a ton of that through abortion and different stuff like that. But we have to raise up. I mean, men have to. It's time now to really just to raise up men and and to get busy about what we're doing. I mean, I don't know. We need to understand this as well. No great move of God was ever a move of God with the masses. It always started out in a small group of people that seemed meaningless and and uh, insignificant. And I think that's true. So I think that we're in a, like your book, we're in the midst of judgment happening. I think we're in the midst of a lot of biblical revelation happening among us right now. I'm not going to be stupid enough to say like where do I think we are on that line. Anybody who's ever done that lived to regret it. We're in very significant times like no other time. But I also believe that the Bible teaches us that in the midst of this going on, God, there's going to be a remnant church filled with the power of God and revival in the midst of it all, unafraid to stand up to it, doing amazing things in the midst of it as we're going on. And I think that's just, so to me, as I look around me at all the stuff's going on, and people say, what should we do? And I say, we should get busy being the people of God. That's what we should do. So just being fearful of everything that's going on around us. And I don't believe that we're going to take over the world. I don't believe that for one minute. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's bad theology. But I do think that the power of God, he's always going to have a remnant of people doing amazing things. And it's been in the Bible, in the worst of times throughout the Bible, he's always had a, a group of people doing amazing things, touched by the power of his spirit, doing incredible stuff. And I think that's where we are right now for us as well. Well, I, I totally agree. And, and um, you know, a couple of things that you mentioned that is worthy to be touched on, and, and you and I have discussed it before. I know years ago I wrote uh, Public Schools and Universities Enemy Number 1, and they're just filled with Islamics and communists, filled with them. Whether it was BLM a few years ago, burning down cities, you had teachers from the public schools and universities involved in leading their students to march. Teachers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just read an article again, and this is not from the university, but again, I think it was an elementary school where uh, I, a Muslim teacher gave a, a, a talk about how justified Hamas was to do what they're doing. They were justified in invading with their hand gliders. They were justified in killing, you know, those 1,400 Jews. They were justified in raping, beheading babies taken captive, they were justified because of what Israel has done to them in the Gaza. And we know that Hamas is the one ruling the Gaza, not the, not, if we want to say Palestinian people, which is that, I don't even like using that term because basically they were just Arabs from Jordan and Egypt. Mm-hmm. And now they're, e- Egypt and Jordan don't want to take them. They want to, they want to have them stuck there to create this infidata. But now they're called the Palestinians. Well, the people themselves uh, aren't, aren't the blame. It's Hamas. And they're using their own people. In other words, uh, fellow Muslims to uh, always as shields to be killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. It's uh, And the same thing is true, you know, that you got that going on. And there, and that's true. When you look back into the words of, you know, Gaza's in the Bible. I mean, it's, uh, that whole thing is yeah, in Amos. there. 
Samson went to Gaza. Yes. And in the Philistines, that was one of their strongholds that when the Israel came into the promised land, they, Gaza was one of the places that they had the stronghold there and they're supposed to take it out. It has ancient history there, but the people that are there now are not, they're not Philistines. I mean, that's not who's there now. These people came, they're transplanted in there from somewhere else and they want to rename themselves. You know, Palestine is basically a version of the word Philistine. That's not who these people are. So that that's one thing. But when I was going to college one time, I, I was very disturbed about, and I asked the question, I asked, how did all these really conservative organizations like the Methodists and the Lutherans and, and these different ones like that, how did they get so liberal? I mean, what caused them to turn liberal where they started accepting all this craziness in, among themselves? I really wanted the professor to give me an answer. And what he said is, that's a great question. You should go research it and find out what the answer to that is. I mean, that's a good way for him to say he has no idea. And so I did. I went on a long search and whatever, and I discovered something that was absolutely amazing to me in the in the Vietnam War. And so some of it goes back from that, but the majority of it happens around the Vietnam War. When all the other schools, they had all their quotas filled, so they didn't have any more deferments for schools. All these theological institutions had tons of deferments left over. So they took all these people who were not Christians, had no life of Christ in them at all. Uh, they were anti-government, anti-everything uh, about the war. And so they all went, They these guys all went to these schools. And then they got a bachelor's degree, and then they stayed on and got a master's degree, and then they stayed on and got a doctorate degree. And now they're all their professors are all these people in these schools. In those organizations, if you send a young person called the ministry into one of those schools, they definitely won't come out trained for ministry. They'll come out trained for Marxism. The academia is complete. It's not just in the secular world. It's in the religious world as well in a, in a, in a mighty, mighty way. And it even stretches into this academia thing stretches into Pentecostal charismatic schools as well especially when it comes to all this gender nonsense and whatever, they, they're very soft on that stuff in those schools. So especially if they have accreditation, because the government threatens their accreditation, uh, something fierce about that stuff. So it's just uh, really, it's kind of amazing to me when you look where, where we are, because it's when people said, then, then what's the answer? The answer is Christ and the church. That's the only answer for America and the world. Well, that's it. Again, that's why we're both involved with Eagle Saving Nations. There's got to be another great awakening, a national repentance. Uh, there's got to be Christians now by the hundreds of thousands and millions across America in the stadiums, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've got to come out with without fear and intimidation, but power and authority to, to not be compromised, not be intimidated by these threats. And Christians right now are intimidated. They're afraid to say anything. I mean, uh, I've got an article here. It says White House would rather discuss Islamophobia than anti-Semitism. And, uh, and you know the spokesman there who always taking, taking the uh, questions. And Pierre, uh, a, a black lady, uh, and, and she says, uh, having disposed of anti-Semitism in 27 words, Pierre pivoted. But look, Muslims and those perceived to be Muslims have endured a disappropriate number of hate 
fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslims, Arab Americans, Palestinian Americans, loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his address just last Thursday. So she gets totally away from the atrocities like you had mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. even babies cut out of the womb and babies beheaded totally goes away from that and now is defending the Muslims again. All of the hate they have been persecuted to in America. You know, I, I think they, they are proponents of hate, but I don't think they've been the victims of hate. I don't read it. No, I, I don't know. I wish somebody would show me. I'm a pretty good student of history, and I don't know what they're talking about. Nobody want anything to do. When you look at Israel in 1947-48, Jonathan Kahn has an amazing book. I think it's called The Oracle where he, go, he tells this, this history of, I mean, from the Belfort Declaration to all the different things that happened as a result of that. Even Mark Twain, uh, Mark Twain's company, uh, his media company hired him to go to Israel, and he comes back and wrote exactly what Isaiah said about it. It's a desolate place. Who in the world would want to live there? It's not fit for jackals, he said, when he came back. That was Mark Twain went to Israel. And it, what was interesting is that he... He, he crossed paths and stayed in the same hotel that the fellow from England went back and wrote the, uh, the basically the basis of the Belfort Declaration about, about Israel from that time. And so that actually fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah about how bad, how the place had been absolutely judged and this became nothing. And from that, God was going to restore them again. And so they go there into this desert. And they make this exactly what the Bible says. They make the desert bloom. And then all of a sudden, all these other people around there wanted to come there. And they got all jealous because of the. it was their hatred of Jewish people, not the Jewish hatred of them, that caused them to come in and begin to give the Jews a hard time. Uh, three or four wars happened as a result. They were attacked by these nations around them from, you know, from you just you can just any other nations around them have attacked them mercilessly and kill their people and whatever. And so it's actually the opposite of what they're trying to say. But, you know, the problem is, is that people have, don't take time to read history for themselves. They, they jump on and watch some crazy thing on YouTube or something they see on their phone or whatever. And it, it's very difficult because if I sit down and you go down to the coffee shop and you try to talk to people, first of all, they're so emotionally invested that it's almost impossible to talk to them uh, rationally. Because the moment you touch that emotion in them, they just go off and they start screaming and hollering, calling you names, and then they'll call you, they'll call you, you know, you're racist, you're all these different things. They'll throw them all at y'all at one time. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's, it, and that's what they've been trained to do. They've been, they're like little children. Like if you, when you have little children at home and you try to correct them, that's what they do. They start screaming and hollering, throwing a fit and whatever. And that, at, and now we have it in, I'm amazed. 25, 30, 40-year-old people, they act like they're 10 years old or 8 years old or 5 years old in the fits they throw. I watch them doing the news media on television. They do the very same thing. You turn on the TV in the middle of the day and you watch women on television, and you're like, man, where'd these people come from? Yeah, they came from a by. You know, a product of our universities and public schools and elementary schools led by these communist and Islamics and uh, New World Order people. Uh, Totally, again, uh, disorderly and uh, anti-law. But uh, I'll tell you, 
we we touched on it, and the church is definitely the fault for this situation today, uh, both in their their actions, uh, their deeds. You know, we've talked about it before. The half of the church is under the Federal Council of Churches. That's a communist covering. Uh, half of the churches, these are mainline churches, so they right. back the democratic platform. They back, again, uh, uh, Hamas and all, all these type of things. You know, they they back abortion and homosexuality. So, uh, I mean, half of the churches. And the other half, you and I, you know, I came from a Assembly of God background, but yet, uh, I'll tell you what, you don't see most of the Assembly of God churches moving in power and authority, the gifts of the no. Holy Spirit. They don't know mm-hmm. how to cast out a demon. Instead, they'll send him to a counselor. So, I mean, right. this is the problem, Don. Uh, the mm-hmm. church is pathetically anemic, pathetically sick. Right. Well, I think that's when Jesus, when he, when he said, when I return, will I find any faith on the earth? I think he was speaking to that very thing because that's what happens whenever you want to. One time I wrote a paper and I <laughs> I was writing about my spiritual fathers. The, the organizations I came out of, you know, they were, they met in lean-tos and, uh, you know, in the, in the edge of the woods. They didn't have any fancy buildings or anything else like that, They but they had the power of God. And they saw miracles and healings and all kinds of things. They could cast out demons, uh, no problem, get people freed. Uh, but then, you know, the, the lure always is, so you have an audience with God uptown, up in the heavens. But you want an audience with men downtown, men, fancy men, wears fancy suits, drives nice cars, live in nice houses, have nice buildings. And the trade-off was is to trade an audience with God uptown for an audience with men downtown and where we could move heaven and bring heaven to earth. Now we can't move anything, but we have all, we have everything they said would make us powerful. We got buildings, we got money, we got all this stuff. And I like what Ken Gobb used to say. We don't have enough faith to blow the fuzz off a rubber monkey. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the warning program or watching it. Apostolic leader Don Beasley. Don, uh, tell the people out there where you pastor. Um, We're in Dixon, Illinois, hometown of Ronald Reagan, Turning Point City Church. Uh, You can get on our website at uh, tpointchurch.net. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Eagle Saving Nations, we've got to have another great awakening. Um, I'll tell you what, we... Like Apostle Beasley said, the the situation in America is more serious than people seem to realize. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, just like Hamas invaded Israel, out of nowhere, you could wake up and America is in chaos. America is in flames. Don, closing words? Yeah, I I, I just asked the question, you know, after this happened in Israel, I I asked myself, I wonder how many pastors in, in churches across America actually had the courage to get up in their pulpits and condemn what happened or if they just pass it over as another day in America and on about their stuff doing whatever they're doing. And I think there just comes a time, if there's ever been a time uh, when something happened where it would be, I think it should be easy to choose a side and easy to stand up and say something. This should have been it. And I am absolutely beyond befuddled at where we are. It's even beyond what I could imagine the, the response. Don Beasley is absolutely correct, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to have another great awakening. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Order my book, The Science of Judgment. Help us get this program on national television. We need your very best love offering. May God richly bless you. <laughs>